welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. Each episode, be it an interview with a badass woman or a coaching episode with myself, we show you that honestly, all you have to do to lead the best life that you want to is to try. We arm you with the tools and strategies to do just that, and I hope that you get as much value from this as I do. Happy New Year! It is 2020, and it actually is. Like, I'm recording this on January 1st, even though it comes out on January 2nd. So, New Year is here. How are we all feeling? Not only is it a new year, but it's a new decade. And I really want to start it off by uh, talking about what that means for everyone ahead. If you set any resolutions, if you're setting goals, and how we're going to deal with it. First and foremost, though, the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. If you're tired of paying bank fees and you can't even remember the last time you were in a branch, well, you spoke and ATB listened, and they have created a no-monthly-fee digital account with a line of credit that makes banking work for you. By doing most of your banking digitally, you're going to avoid monthly fees and get unlimited digital transactions. It's 24-7 banking at its finest, and you can go to atb.com today to sign up for a no-fee all-in account and discover digital banking that works for you. I uh, do my business banking with ATB and have thoroughly enjoyed the experience. It's such a pleasure. They have so many resources for entrepreneurs that you can access as well, so definitely something to consider. Now, I also want to start off 2020 by letting you know that uh, we are all heading to emerge a little more often than we should be, and I know I'm probably guilty of this as well, so I'm just going to run a quick little uh, promo from Alberta Health Services just to remind us all when we should and shouldn't be going to emerge. Okay. We ask these children if they know when to go to emergency and when there are other options. I'd definitely go to emergency if I broke my arm. If you stopped breathing or something's really wrong. If you had a cold, you should probably just go to a doctor and not into the emergency. Or a clinic. If you have an emergency, we're here to help. If it's not an emergency, you have options. Take control of your health. Call 811 or visit ahs.ca slash options. Okay, so like I said, new year 2020 and a new decade. I know so many of you are likely in the throes of post-holiday blues and are maybe battling with resolutions and perhaps you're already struggling with willpower because willpower is the problem with all goals, isn't it? Well, in fact, willpower actually has very little to do with achieving your goals and I'm going to explain why. So for our coaching episodes this month, I'm going to be talking about a twist on resolutions and goal setting and next time we're going to really hone in on how you can make habits stick and goals work for you. So research shows that only about 8% of people who make resolutions are successful in achieving them. Now that's really low, right? Why do you think that is? So there's a few reasons why resolutions or any goal that we set doesn't come to fruition. We could be trying to do too much too fast, we could be very vague, or we could be too specific, ironic, given that I just said vague was one of the other challenges. Uh, It could not be aligned with your values. Uh, You might not be accountable to anyone besides yourself, and maybe you just don't enjoy the process. So there's probably more reasons why we fail. Which is why in 2020, I am not setting any resolutions. I'm going based on my coaching experience with my clients. And so what I'm proposing for both you and myself in 2020 is to make it a year of experiments. So here's the thing. We're not all going to react to goals in the same way. So say 2020 is the year that you want to improve your health. The factors that create the biggest impact will be different for me compared to for you. We have different needs uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. Maybe I really need to focus on my emotional well-being while you simply or not so simply just need some more dang sleep in your life. I often find with my clients that the goal that they come to me with, it changes around the six-week mark. And once they get into the groove of self-reflection or investing in self-care and in analyzing what works for them, they find that the goal that they originally set usually had an outside influence to it, 
right? Like it was something uh, they felt pressured to do or something they thought they should be doing, uh, something someone's told them they really need to strive for, but it doesn't actually reflect who they are and what they need because we have done such a good job as a society as le- of learning to not listen to ourselves, of learning to not trust our intuition. So what then is the new goal? If they're not clear on it, my clients, that is, then I really encourage experimentation. In fact, I always encourage experimentation, whether they have clarity or not. So here's the thing, you don't know until you try. The key is that not only do you need to try new things, but you need to reflect on them. So say I started to drink two liters of water tomorrow when I've been drinking half of that. Well, tomorrow's going to be one heck of an experience and I'm going to be going to the bathroom all the time and it might make me want to quit right away. But if I experiment, if I slowly increase my water intake, if I set a time period that I'll try this for, if I identify obstacles in my way and proactively deal with them, and finally I assess whether I benefited from the change, only then do I really know if it's a fit. So if you, this happens all the time, we set these big goals and then we try and do them like right out of the gate and we often fail. So I want you to start experimenting more. The science behind a mindset of experimentation is so strong. It shows that people actually achieve these things when they just try them out, they experiment, they see what works. So if you're on board for a year of alignment and clarity, then I really hope that you'll join me in these 20 experiments. Now, for the like right out the gate, I know that you're going to hear 20 experiments and many of you like will want to either tackle a number of them in January or you'll feel like, oh, 20 is just too much. I can't do it. First of all, do not try and tackle all of them in January. If you try and take on more than two from the get-go, your likelihood of failure is sky high. So remember how earlier I said we bail when things get too tough? Just don't do it to yourself. This is 12 months and 20 experiments, which means eight months of two experiments per month and four months of only one experience uh, experiment that month. Now, when I say experiment, some of these things are just going to take a day. Uh, you'll see what I mean when we start to go through it. So some of them are only going to take a day. Other things will, you know, be a bit more of a process and, and, and a longer term experience. Uh, give it a go. I want you to, I really, truly want you to try these and let me know how you're doing. You can always email me at victoria at stresslessladies.com or you can find me on Instagram at stresslessladies. I would love to hear how it's going. But remember, you and only you are going to set the pace for these experiments. So to make this easier for you, I have created a downloadable tracker where you can set the timeline, make it achievable, and reflect on what did or did not work for you. So you can find that download at stresslessladies.com forward slash 2020 to download that 20 experiments to try in 2020, uh, the experiment tracker. I know that you're going to get so much value for this if you try it. (laughs) Remember the name of the podcast, Girl Tries Life? The most important thing is to try. So let's get going. What are these 20 things? And like for any of you who are brand new to the podcast, just know that this is a bit of a longer coaching episode because it's going to take a little bit of time to get through. 20 things is a, a fair amount, but I want you to power through with me here. Most of our coaching episodes are about 10 to 15 minutes. This one's going to be a bit longer, but we're setting you up for a year of such clarity and less stress and feeling good mentally, physically, emotionally that uh, I hope you stick around and I hope you keep me posted on how these things are going. Okay, let's get to the list. Number one, I want you to get crystal clear on your values. So here's the thing. Most of us have worked at organizations where they've said, these are our values, they're integrity and safety and whatever. But it's kind of like uh, when most people are like, yes, I value my family and my health and, uh, you know, world peace. But if you actually look at your calendar, if you actually look at how you're living your day-to-day life, most of us don't represent those things. Or most of us have worked at companies who have said, these are our values, and then Really, when the rubber meets the road, those things are not expressed at all. 
So values are a living, breathing thing. And it takes a little bit of time to figure out what they are, but that's why in the download that I talked about, I have a values worksheet for you. It's two pages. It'll take maybe 10 to 15 minutes, but it is going to be a life changer if you've never done it before. And if you have done values work, if you haven't done it in the past year, I would really encourage you to do it again because here's the thing. Our values or how we recognize them and live them out changes over time. You know, what I value at the ripe old age of 33 is different to what I valued when I was 20 or 25 or 28. It's different to what I valued when I had one child or no children or before I was an entrepreneur. Everything changes with these as we age, as we get gain new experience, as we have these life changes. So I really highly recommend that you look at what your values are. So to give you a brief rundown of what that looks like, You start by identifying what are some of the peak moments that you've had in your life. What are some of those positive moments that you can easily draw on, personal, professional, or otherwise? Like what stood out, stands out in your life? What made it special? Who was there? What was involved? What were you doing? I know I've just like rattled off a lot of questions for you, but those are in the download so you don't have to remember them all all at once. So again, it's stresslessladies.com forward slash 2020 to get that download. Now, on the flip side from your peak moments, you then look at your trigger moments. So this is why it's super personal and it takes a little time. You want to do this somewhere where you're not going to be interrupted for a period of time. What are some of those hard memories? Maybe it was a rough period at work. Maybe it was personal challenges. Maybe it's some trauma from your childhood. What what was that? What are those trigger moments and what made them difficult? Who was there? What was happening? So write that down. And then sometimes we can realize what our values are based on what we do not value. (laughs) So whatever it is you don't value, what's the opposite of that? So I often, for the longest time, you guys, I would say to people, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur because I didn't want to be responsible for my own paycheck. A lot of that was actually coming from I didn't like um, the insecurity that I had growing up when my dad tried out entrepreneurship. It was quite scary for us. We had a quite uh, a turbulent financial time in our lives. And I found that a really, that was a trigger moment for me, right? But actually, what I found I did not value in a traditional workplace was the rigidity of it and not being able to make the decisions and not being in charge of my own schedule. Uh, And so, in fact, a lot of the things that I value of freedom and flexibility, entrepreneurship actually fills the bucket on those. And I want my bills to be paid, absolutely, but I'm not, uh, (laughs) my values are just a little bit different. Uh, They're more in line with freedom and flexibility above financial freedom. So, you know, I want you to think about some of those uh, things you don't value, look at the opposite of them, and um, what are the values that emerged from your peak and trigger moments? So list out at least three. And then once you've got your sort of three core values, I want you to really dig into how would you know that you were living out those values? So what would you be doing? What would you be saying to yourself? If I was on the outside looking in, how would I know you were living in alignment with your values? Who would you be spending your time with? What would or wouldn't show up on your calendar? And if you were living out those values, what would your occupation look like? What kind of work aligns with those values? So do that values exercise. Uh, that's your very first experiment. So really, you could be done one experiment in the space of half an hour. I mean, half an hour is being generous as well. So I really encourage you to do that. I think you will get a lot of value from the values work- worksheet. Okay, number two, I want you to work on creating an environment that supports your experiments, that supports your goals, that supports your wishes and your values and desires. So a lot of this is based off of, uh, I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It was absolutely phenomenal. He actually gave us permission to teach some of his material in our Stress Less in 90 Days program. And he talks really about how a lot of us think that we just have no willpower, right? Like if you have cookies in your kitchen, you feel like you have no willpower because you eat all the cookies. And I'm not <laughs> I'm speaking from personal experience here. But he talks about what is how what can you do for your environment to set it up for success. So say you want to learn guitar. 
If it's in your basement, are you likely to pick up the guitar and play it? No. If I uh, recently I've been running a lot more. And part of the reason I wasn't running as much before is I was using my treadmill. It's in the laundry room and I often ended up drying clothes on the treadmill. Anyone else in the same bucket here? Set up your environment for success. What are the little tweaks that you can do to make it more appealing, more inviting, more obvious when you're trying to work on these goals? And how can you also look at your environment in terms of the people around you? Because they are in our environment, right? You are the average. There's that famous quote, and I don't know who originated it, but like you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. They're in your environment, right? So are you around, is your environment made up of toxic people? Is it made up of people who lift you up and challenge you and push you and make you feel better and, and more secure and enough? So I want you to evaluate who you need to spend less time with and who you need to spend more time with. So that experiment of creating an environment that supports your goals or your experiments, it's going to be different for each and every one of you for each and every goal that you're working on. So let's take one of the, uh, one of the, well, the next goal, actually. The next experiment is to get more slash better sleep. So how would I set up my home environment, my bedroom for success? Well, I would keep it nice and tidy because there is a stress factor to things being messy and, and uncomfortable, right? I would keep my bed made because it would make me feel really calm and welcoming and getting into a cozy bed. I would keep the temperature at a state where I'm like not too hot, not too cold. I would uh, remove my phone from the bedroom so that I'm not like scrolling Instagram before bed. I would do all those things to set up my environment for success. So that I'm not having to, uh, you know, clear the bed of all the junk in my bedroom before I get into bed, anything like that. So that's an example of how to create an environment that supports your experiments. So whatever you're working on, how can you create an environment that supports that? Number three, we just talked about it, get more slash better sleep. I have no idea what your perfect number of hours of sleep is. For adults, it usually ranges between seven and nine, but most of us have very different needs and we haven't actually taken the time to figure out what that need is, right? So here's some tips for getting more and better sleep. First of all, ensure you have solid sleep hygiene. So not eating for the last couple hours before bed, not drinking too much, uh, keeping off your screen, uh, any screen for the last hour before bedtime, right? If you're someone that watches movies before going to bed, maybe, you know, switch it up and try a book or some yoga or some stretching or, I don't know, journaling, anything that is not screen-based, try and do that for the last hour before bed. Uh, consider getting a real alarm clock. Uh, removing the phone from your bedroom. Consider, you know, making it as dark as possible. We sleep really well in the dark or get an eye mask. Those are things that are going to help you get more better sleep. Um, and maybe experiment as well with like what time you go to bed. I honestly go to bed early. <laughs> I have two small children and I'm trying very hard to get up at five every day. I'm someone that needs a lot of sleep. I need at least eight hours. So that means I have to be in bed by nine, uh, ideally asleep by nine. And I have to play around with it, right? And see what works for me. It took a long time to figure that out. And honestly, I might end up waking up in the night with one of my kids because they have nightmares or all that sort of stuff. So the only thing I can control is when I go to bed. I can't control if they're going to wake me up in the night. I can't control what time in the morning they will wake up. I can control when I go to bed. And so can you. So I want you to give that a, I want you to experiment with that. Experiment number four, practice daily gratitude. The science is just so strong on this. And I know if you're a fan of the podcast, you have heard me say this before. Gratitude, when you practice it daily, it makes you feel more in control. It makes you, it helps you create a positive outlook towards your life. It decreases your stress. It does such good things for your psyche. So it doesn't have to be intense. It can be something that you just do in the moment, especially if you're feeling stress or tension or anxiety. You just kind of take a deep breath. <sighs> and you list out a few things that, that you are grateful for. Now, I was actually gifted in a Secret Santa one of those five-year, one-line-a-day journals. 
and it became perfect. It's now on my bedside every night before I go to bed. I write down things that I'm grateful for from that day. And even if the day has been incredibly hard, I can always fill up those lines with things that I'm grateful for, be it a gorgeous sunrise or my daughter's giggles or my son saying please and thank you more or, you know, my husband getting me a coffee, whatever it is, right? There's always at least five things to be grateful for every day, probably at least 10. Once you get into the habit of doing this every day, I guarantee you start to build that muscle that is more, you build your resiliency because you're not seeing everything as doom and gloom, right? You're always ending the day on a positive note and setting yourself up for a more restful sleep. See how a lot of these tie into each other? Okay, experiment number five. I want you to start increasing your water intake. So here's the thing. If we are not drinking enough water, and like I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, but if we're not drinking enough water, uh, we're feeling dehydrated then, which means we don't think as clearly. And I know that whatever it is you're working on this year, personal goals, professional goals, if you're trying to be a more patient parent, or if you're trying to, uh, you know, if you're working on, you know, post-secondary education or working towards any goal, if you can think more clearly, you're going to get where you want to go faster, stronger, better. And part of that comes down to being hydrated, as simple as it sounds. Now, there is some sort of math equation out there of like eating, uh, drinking, drinking, sorry, ha- drinking half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So say you're 150 pounds drinking 75 ounces of water a day. I'm not going to be that rigid with you. If you want to aim for that percentage, great, like that number, great. Aim for at least two liters of water a day. But Again, this is an experiment. I don't expect you to go from drinking whatever amount you're drinking right now to going to two liters a day tomorrow because that will make it very unpleasant on yourself, right? So quite frankly, over the Christmas holidays here, I've been drinking a lot less water. I've been drinking more coffee. I've been drinking more alcohol. I've been drinking more of those things. Uh, And so my water intake's really gone down. So to, I would say half a liter, which isn't a lot. Um, And I realized that. So say tomorrow or today, I'm adding a quarter more on top of that intake and I'm building it up and I'm building it up. And again, you go, it goes back to creating an environment that supports your experiments. So I'm placing my water bottle right next to the coffee maker in the morning so that I drink at least half of a water bottle before I have my coffee, right? Set yourself up for success. These tiny little micro movements are what's going to make all the difference. Experiment number six, eat more leafy green vegetables. Okay, I want to caveat here because I know I've just talked about sleep, gratitude, water, uh, green vegetables, and I know a lot of you are probably like, I've heard all these things before. Yes, you have heard a lot of these things before. We're going to get into some more uh, different ones, especially in the last 10, but I'm starting with these because they're foundational. They're foundational to feeling your best. And when you feel your best, everything else starts to come together, right? So bear with me. Uh, I know it, it, it it's going to feel like a little bit of a repeat for some of you, but I'm talking, in, I'm hoping in my explanation of each of these experiments that I'm giving you examples of how to make it easy on yourself and make it actually happen. So in this experiment, eat more leafy green vegetables. First of all, make it easy on yourself. Eat the ones you love, You can tell me kale is a superfood all day long, but unless they are kale chips that are like seasoned with something, I do not care for them. I don't like the taste. Um, I will eat spinach all day long. So do that. Start your day with vegetables. Like your day is not, we're not really supposed to start the day with um, sugary cereals or breads or all that kind of stuff um, that really spikes your blood sugar. Most places in the world actually start their day with meats and vegetables. So do that. Uh, You know, I 
fry up some like with tiniest bit of butter but I fry up a ton of spinach in the morning and scramble some eggs with it and that makes me feel great and on fire or I've been blending uh, green smoothies with them make it something that's just easy for you start your day out with vegetables and continue it that way meal prep them make it easy on yourself so that in the moment you're not having to make the hard choice to like oh I've had a long day at work and now I have to chop all the vegetables just don't do that to yourself make it easy Number seven, I want you to build up to moving your body for 30 minutes every day. So I'm going to get very clear. This does not mean going to the gym every day. This does not mean doing a fitness class every single day, unless you want to, unless that brings you joy, unless you can fit that into your life. The challenge is that most of us, most of you listening to this are office workers, right? Myself included. I sit at a desk a good chunk of the day. I take phone calls. I do all that kind of stuff. We are not moving nearly as much as we need to be for our mental and physical health. And here's what I know for myself. When I move my body, I feel strong mentally. I feel more with it. I make better decisions. I am just more energetic. I am in a better mood and I'm less snappy with my kids. What would moving your body for 30 minutes a day do for you? Make it easy on yourself again. Just add little bits and pieces here and there. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes on one go. Walk places, get off the bus, stop early, take the stairs, uh, do a bit of yoga, play with your kids, you know, build it into how you live your everyday life so that it becomes your new normal. That's when these things really uh, hit, a, hit, 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 a, hit a strive, hit your groove, uh, do some online YouTube workouts, whatever works for you, okay? But I guarantee you will see huge benefits from moving your body for 30 minutes every day. And like I say, these are experiments, right? So if right now you're maybe doing 10 minutes of movement a day, build it up to 15 and then 20 and then 25 and then 30. Don't try and go from inactivity to 30 minutes a day right out the gate because you'll fail, I believe in building up inch by inch, mile by mile. It will get there, I promise. Number eight, get into real nature every week. So what does this mean? I do believe that fresh air every single day is ideal, like walk outside your office at lunch, even just around the building. But what about if you're, you know, if you're working in an industrial estate and especially if you're living in somewhere like Canada, where right now it is dark until 8 a.m. and it is uh, dark come 430. So getting outside and fresh air during the workday is a little hard to get into actual nature. So, yes, get fresh air every day. Get outside, uh, even just that quick walk around your building. But once a week, I want you to get into real nature. Go to a local park. Uh, If you can actually go further afield and go to, you know, go by a river, by a lake or something like that. It is going to do wonders for your mental mental and physical health. There is this Japanese uh, tradition called forest bathing. So forest bathing is basically when you spend about 30 minutes out in in a forest, in nature, uh, looking around, sm- like smelling the fresh air, hearing the sounds. Uh, you know, it's real therapy, but here's the benefits. It helps you reduce your stress. It reduces cortisol. So that stress hormone in there, it helps prevent disease actually, because it exposes you to terpenes, which have been found to be beneficial to health in so many different ways. It's anti-inflammatory. It creates healthy blood pressure or helps maintain healthy blood pressure. It's good for your heart. It can relieve pain. You're breathing in fresh air. It reduces fatigue. Uh, It lowers anxiety, increases energy. I could go on and on and on here, people. But try and get into real nature every week. 30 minutes is going to do a world of wonder. And it can also be combined with that moving your body for 30 minutes every day, right? Number nine. Okay, I know some of you are going to hate me for this one. I want you to experiment at some point throughout this year of going screen-free one day a week. We are on our phones or our devices are on screens for about eight hours a day. It is not good for us 
to be honest. And yet it's how most of us have to do our work and it's how most of us connect on social media. The benefits of going screen-free one day a week, you are going to feel more alert, more calm. It gives you time to connect with people in real life. Uh, You are going to have the ability to, it's better for your eyesight so that you're not constantly exposed to that blue light. I know that going screen-free one day a week feels huge. So as you're experimenting, build it up. What would happen if you went every Sunday morning without your phone? Just for a couple hours. What happened? What would happen if you went and ran one errand without your phone? Build it up to the point where you're going screen-free one day a week. You know, screen-free Saturday, screen-free Sunday. Make it something that you do as a family so that you're not tempted. Uh, I guarantee... I, like, I can't wait to hear what this experiment does for you. I would love you to connect with me on social and let me know how it goes. Experiment number 10, get an accountability partner. Any change that you are wanting to make in your life, you are up to 95% more likely to achieve that change when you have someone that holds you accountable to that highest version of yourself. Now that up to 95% range is huge because we've all had that buddy where you're like, let's do a fitness program together and then they just never go, (laughs) right? Or we have that person that's not as committed to it as we are and so it ends up becoming something that we have to then do on our own. That 95% person, you will know who they are. They can be a little bit tough love, it can be a coach, it can be a counselor, it can be a doctor, it can be anything like that. Find that right person And it might be a different accountability partner for different kinds of goals, but find that person that's really going to help you on this journey. So this is a really great point in the podcast to take a quick break to let you know about the Stress Less in 90 Days program. Now, Stress Less in 90 Days, I am so, so proud of this program that I do with my fellow coach, Amy Stubbs. Now, I can finally say, so it's only happening once in 2020, and the reason it's only happening once is because Amy's having a baby. Yet, she is due in April or May. I can't quite remember the exact date right now, and we've not been able to say anything till now, so that is the reason we're only running it once in 2020. So stress less in 90 days is for anyone who is significantly hoping to reduce their stress. You want the tools to make, to put yourself in the driver's seat of your relationship with stress. You are sick of feeling overworked, overtired, overwhelmed. Maybe you feel like you've tried everything and this is just your new normal. You are just going to be a stress ball. This is just the way things have to be. Amy and I can tell you that is 100% not the case. We have... This group coaching program is such an incredible experience. We've had really great feedback from our first cohort of it. It's based on our one-to-one coaching that we do. So this is a program that is going to bring a cohort of women together, a community of women together to support and uplift one one another as you go through this change. So some women come to us with sort of stresses around their work, others around finances, others around their relationships, others around their mental health. Everyone's coming to us with a different area of stress. But here's the thing, you all are in it together and you all are supporting one another and Amy and I are there to guide you through it. So it's 12 weeks of video content that you've got access to for life, including some extra bonus material that's in there. It includes group coaching calls so that we can dive into your specific challenges. It includes a weekly Facebook Live. Like it is jam packed with value but it's curated so that you're not overwhelmed with content. We're giving you exactly what you need and when you need it so that you don't get overwhelmed because wouldn't that be ironic, right? So Stressless in 90 Days is our signature program. We are unbelievably proud of it. And like I said, it will be running just once in 2020. So if you, it starts January 20th. If you want to be in the cohort, I want you to go to stresslessladies.com forward slash coaching. The link will be in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast. And here's the thing. We've just been talking about accountability. This program gives you that accountability. This program is going to help you experience that change that you want to be experiencing. We will help you get there. The community of women will help you get there. There are limited spots. So make sure that you sign up if this is of interest to you. Okay, back to the experiment. So number 11, make your bed every single day. So Gretchen Rubin did this experiment. A ton of people have done this experiment, but its studies show that people who make their bed every day feel more in control. 
So one of the things I always say to people when they're feeling really overwhelmed is like, what do you have control of? What are five things that you can control today? You can control making your bed. When we can actually point to the things that we have control over, we feel less uh, like life is owning us and more like we are in the driver's seat. So what can you control every single day? Make your bed. Now, one of the things I hear from a lot of people is um, similar to me, like I never used to make the bed. I get up first, my husband's in bed afterwards, so it's not like I could just immediately make the bed because I can't make it with a sleeping husband in it. So I use the James Clear habit formula of uh, I will behavior at time in location formula so that it became an easy thing for me to make my bed. So I will make my bed the first time I walk into the room and no one is there. So the very first time I go into my bedroom now, my husband's not in it, the bed gets made. It takes, I don't know, 30 seconds and it's done. Make your bed every single day. See how it feels. Experiment number 12, I want you to stretch every night before bed. So, so many people who I talk to, the stress that you are feeling will manifest itself physically. Jaw pain, shoulder ache, back pain, muscle tension, hip pain, joint pain, whatever it is. Most of us carry that stress in our bodies. We tense, we tighten, we uh, we just get, we get these aches and pains. So I want you to experiment with stretching every night before bed. Five minutes. Get on a foam roller or just your mat or even stretch in your bed. But I want you to just stretch your muscles a bit. You know, stretch to a point of a little bit of discomfort. Take a deep breath and ease into it. Just ease a little further like they say in yoga class. Just deep breaths in and relax further into the stretch. Five minutes. I actually think it'll help you sleep better, which is something that I think will really help you. Number 13. I want you to create a daily routine. This could be a morning routine, a lunchtime routine, a nighttime routine, and I don't care what time of the day routine this is. Routines of any kind help you minimize decision making. Decision making is often, uh, decision fatigue is often a reason that we get very overwhelmed. We make so many decisions in a day. So I want you to create a routine that has a bit of self-care built into it. And I want you to do that every day. So my nightly routine you know, and I'm, I'm building on these. Start small, again with the experiment, right? Start your routine being one thing before bed or one thing when you wake up in the morning and then add a thing and add a thing as it works for you. So my nightly routine is stretching, doing my gratitude journal. You know, maybe I'll have had a cup of tea earlier in the evening. And then <laughs> maybe this sounds corny to you, but I lay in bed and I think of what it is I would like to dream about. And I actually find more often than not that gives me the kind of dreams or at least the kind of feelings in my dreams that I would like to have. Maybe instead you have a routine at the end of your workday. So you set out the three things that are most important for you to do tomorrow. And then maybe you play your favorite song to end off your day so that you can transition into your after work hours of feeling good. Start to create a daily routine. Start small. Make it one thing. Add on to it. See how it goes. I guarantee it's going to help give you that structure and routine that actually helps you create more freedom in other places of your life. Experiment number 14, whatever it is, whatever the things are in your life that light you up, I want you to make time for them every week, daily where applicable. So one of the things that lights me up is bar class. I absolutely love a bar class. Have I been making time for it every week lately? No, it's on my list of experiments to begin this year more. Uh, When I do it, I feel great. It takes an hour of my time. An hour a week, we've all got an hour a week somewhere. And maybe I can't get to a physical class. Well, you know what? I'm doing an online workout instead because I still feel great doing it. Maybe what lights you up is talking to a certain family member or friend. Make time for that call every week. Maybe what lights you up is getting out into nature, which is great because that's one of our experiments. Do that every week. Here's the thing is our, our lives go by so quickly. Make an hour a week for something that you love. Maybe that thing only takes 20 minutes once a week. Maybe it takes an hour. Maybe it takes whatever. I want you to start actively filling your life with things that bring you joy. Because so often the people I talk to, the clients who I talk to or who are in the state of chronic stress, they have let that slip. 
And when they start to add back in these activities that bring them joy, it can simply be 30 minutes a week and you start to see a huge shift in their attitude and their mood and their outlook on life. So make the time for whatever it is that lights you up. Promise me you will do this. Experiment number 15, I want you to check your email less often. I'm not being specific here because some of you might only be checking it once a day and that's amazing. Others of you might be checking it 20, 30, 50 times a day because you're getting those notifications to your phone. First of all, turn off your notifications. Then I want you to set some times that you are actually going to be in your inbox. So maybe that's 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. I guarantee you checking it three times a day is better than what you're probably doing right now. Another thing that you can do is to set an out of office that notifies people when they can expect a response for you. So it, that it eliminates some of that fear of, well, what if that person doesn't, like I don't get back to them on time. In that out of office, you can say, in an emergency, call me at such and such a number. I guarantee you, you will barely get a phone call saying, hey, I got your out of office. I needed to talk to you right away. That's almost never going to happen. When you check your email less often, you are going to be less in that firefighting frame of mind, right? When you're in your inbox, you are on defense. I want you to get on offense in your life. I want you to be in control. And one of the ways to do that is to be in your inbox, in your email less often. Experiment number 16, I want you to confront that thing that you're scared of, intimidated by, or nervous about. What is one area of your life that you're like, I just need to deal with this shit? <laughs> excuse the share, excuse the swearing. Um, there's almost always something. It's probably, whether it's childhood trauma, whether it's uh, a relationship challenge, uh, whether it's uh, financial struggles, confront that thing this year. Make a plan on how you're going to deal with that thing. Make this the year that you get counseling if need be. Financial counseling, you know, relationship counseling, any of that. There's two phrases that I use all the time. Again, I don't know where they come from, but <clears throat> the first is what you resist persists. And yep, that's true. If you keep putting something off, it's just going to keep showing up in different areas of your life. And the next is you have to deal to heal. So you do. You have to go through the hard feelings, the hard emotions to actually get to the other side of it. And I know this isn't an exciting experiment for most of you. And you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do it. But when you get to the other side of it, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to have so much more calm and peace and boundaries in place. It's going to be so, so good for you. So that's an experiment for whenever you're feeling ready for to tackle it this year. Number 17, kind of on that vein, I want you to do the most difficult thing on your to-do list first every single day. Most of us just put things off. We put it off, we put it off, we put it off. And as a result of putting things off, it's at the back of our mind. It is in our way. It is uh, keeping us from actually making real progress because it's difficult and our brain wants to do the easy thing. And that's the survival technique, right? I want you to start to do that most difficult thing on your to-do list first, and it's going to be a resiliency, a muscle flexing thing that is going to do such good for you. So for example, I hate making phone calls to certain types of places. I hate calling the government. I hate calling the Canada Revenue Agency. I hate doing anything to do with the paperwork of my business. <laughs> I hate those things. So I'm starting to try and do them first. And then do you know what? Then I get them out of the way and I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. It creates, it actually opens up more joy and freedom in my day and it will for you as well. Experiment number 18, identify obstacles and proactively remove them. Okay, so what do I mean by this? I mean, whatever you are taking on. Say it's one of the above things as well, Say or say it's uh, you are taking on a new task at work, you're taking on a new project. Identify what the obstacles are in your way. What are the things that are going to slow you down, trip you up? What can you actually see and forecast ahead? And then how can you proactively remove those things or mitigate them? 
What can you set up so that that is easier? So I don't know, say you want to start running in the morning. What is an obstacle that might be in your way? Well, you might be really tired. It might not be a morning person. So what can you do then? Can you set out all your clothes the night before? Can you just go to sleep in those clothes? Can you make sure that you're going to bed at a certain time so that you're not as tired in the morning? Can you tie a reward to it? Like after you do your run, you get a cup of coffee or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is for you, but what are the obstacles in your way and how can you proactively remove them? Now, you can apply this to the 20 experiments that we're talking about. It's actually part of many of them to make them a success, but I encourage you to experiment identifying obstacles and proactively removing them in every area of your life. You can apply this to your to-do list at home. You can apply this at work. You can apply this in your relationships. Like what is an what is an obstacle you're likely to face when if you have a difficult conversation you need to have with your partner? Uh, maybe an obstacle is that, well, you don't really have time to have that conversation without the kids around. Well, a way to proactively remove that would be to hire a babysitter or to uh, set aside a certain time when the kids are asleep or whatever that looks like. I mean, I'm throwing out examples that might not apply to your life situation, but imagine what that looks like for you. Whatever you are trying to do, one of these experiments, something in your life, how can you identify the obstacles and proactively remove them? Just get in the habit of doing that. That's what I want you to experiment with. What would happen if for an entire month, any new thing that you were taking on, ever any challenge, what if you were to do this? I can tell you what will happen if you do this because it happens with my coaching clients all the time. When you get in the habit of identifying obstacles and removing them, you are so much more likely to experience the change you want to experience because it's not so scary. It's like mentally rehearsing uh, going through a challenge. And when you mentally rehearse that, when you figure out what those bumps are going to be and you deal with them, then you can get to where you want to go. You get there faster. You get there easier. You've actually, it doesn't end up being as hard as you thought it would be because you were proactive about it. So I'm not going to go on and on about this, but I really want you to experiment with it. I think you will see some incredible changes in your life. Number 19. <sighs> I want you to take five minutes a day for deep breathing. So most of us, when we're tense or we're stressed, we're breathing in our throat, in our sort of neck region. We actually need to be breathing right down to your belly button. <laughs> your diaphragm is kind of just under your belly button there. When we are stressed and overwhelmed, our brain uh, goes into fight or flight mode. Uh, I, there's a term called flipping your lid, and it's when your brain sort of gets hijacked and it goes into the reptilian uh, mindset. So you can't actually problem solve in an effective way. And no matter what it is that you want to do in your life, that you want to do in your day to day, we need to be able to problem solve. And one of the best ways to do that is to make deep breathing a regular practice. So if it's not for you right now, I want you to start by taking five minutes a day for deep breathing. Maybe this looks like deep breathing while you're stretching. Maybe it's while you're doing yoga. Maybe it's doing a guided meditation. Or it could even be the release meditation technique, uh, which Brendan Burchard talks about a lot. I don't care how you choose to do it, but I want you to take five minutes in a row for deep breathing every day. I'm not telling you to clear out your mind in a meditation form. If that's what works for you, great. But I just want you to see what happens when you take deep breaths right into your belly. Place your hands on your belly, feel your belly expand, and just relax into it. I bet you feel sort of the muscles in your back and your shoulders to sort of start to loosen up. Maybe you even feel your headache kind of ease. Uh, when is the ideal time to do this? Whenever you want. Honestly, whenever you want. I have clients who have taken this five minutes in the middle of their workday or in the middle of their morning and they find that it gives them more focus and more uh, ability to uh, proactively uh, problem solve throughout the day. And it's just deep breathing. It is just, it's so simple and yet it's so, so powerful. 
five minutes a day. It's all I'm asking. Try this one for a couple weeks. Try this one for a month. See what happens. See if it works for you. If it doesn't, maybe you get it in a different way. Uh, Maybe you get that sort of relaxation uh, reset, that focus. Maybe you get that somewhere else. But experiment with it. Try it. Okay, final experiment that I want you to try in 2020. Drum roll! Okay, I want you to work on developing a 1% mindset. So what does that mean? <laughs> right? I know a lot of you are going, what is a 1% mindset? A 1% mindset is all about thinking every day about how can you move 1% closer to your goals. The things that you dream about, the vision that you have for yourself, how can you get 1% closer? Because most of us, right, like we want to take giant strides and giant leaps. We want to get a thousand Instagram followers overnight. We want to make $2,000 in sales this week. We want to, whatever it is, we want big things to happen now. We're not a very patient society. And as a result, if we're not patient and if we don't work on gradual progress, we get really discouraged quickly. Remember at the very beginning of this episode, I was talking to you about the reason why resolutions fail. The reason why even just general goal setting, take you know resolutions aside, general goal setting, why it fails so often is because we expect things to happen quickly. We expect things to just, you know, us to get there. And when we don't, when we don't see the progress that we're hoping for, we give up. We give up. And here's the thing. This is your life and you only get one of it. You only get to do this once. And so would you rather get to your 60s, 70s, 80s and look back and say, huh, I started a whole bunch of things. And I never finished them. I never got to the goals. I never reached the things I aimed for. Or would you rather look back and say, I plugged away. And as a result, I got so much good stuff done. I did so many cool things. I had so many cool experiences. Because that is what happens when you have this 1% mindset. When you work on getting just 1% better every single day, I say just, it's not even just 1% is huge. What does that look like? Right? If you want to run a marathon, you're not going to run 10K tomorrow unless you've run 9K the day before, right? You know, I'm starting to run again and I'm running for two minutes on, two minutes off, two minutes on, two minutes off. I used to be able to run for like 25 minutes straight. I can't anymore. But I'm getting there and every day I push myself 1% further because I know if I push myself 10% further, I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to have, I'm going to strain something and then I'm just like going to not want to keep doing it. It's the same with whenever people try diets and they don't see the results that they want, they quit. Whereas if you made these incremental changes to your daily lifestyle, You'd feel so much better overall, and you'd get the results that you want in the long term. Uh, Same with your mental health. You're not going to, if you've gone through trauma, if you've gone through really hard times this year, if you've gone through really stressful scenarios, you're not going to feel better overnight. You might. I doubt it. It takes time and hard work and dedication and just keep plugging away at it. And I know that's not sexy. I know that's not as exciting or instant gratification. But I'm telling you, this is what works. This is what works in every aspect of your life. Relationships, health, body, mind, soul, career, uh, everything, you guys. 1% better. So how do you develop that 1% mindset? Whatever it is you're working on, uh, you know, look at your day at a glance at your calendar, you know, your health, your your career, your relationships. What, just ask yourself in the morning, what is what, what can I do today to get 1% closer? You know, for me, say, let's say tomorrow, let's look at tomorrow for me. Uh, I can run two minutes and 10 seconds on and two minutes off. 
You know, I just do that a little bit more. Two minutes and 20 seconds, is that what 1% is? Whatever it is, you know what I mean. You know, I push myself just that little bit further. And then I see how it goes. You can probably hear my kids in the background. When it comes to my career, what's that 1% move that I can make to get closer to where I want to go? Maybe that's just one email that I've been putting off sending that could, you know, who knows? That person might end up coming on the podcast or uh, I followed up with a client when I was nervous about doing the follow-up. And as a result, I landed that client or I reached out for a speaking gig and I got that speaking. You know, it's just that 1% little thing. Send the email, um, take the extra time, uh, focus, do the hard thing first, right? I think what you're going to find is when you think, when you look back at these 20 experiments, a lot of them build on each other and tie into each other. So moving your body every day is going to help you sleep better. Uh, Practicing daily gratitude is going to help you in every aspect of that. Stretching before bed is going to help you sleep better. Uh, Drinking more water is going to help you focus, which is going to help you do that hard thing first. They're all tied into each other. But I want you to sort of tackle each one one by one. And so let's talk really quickly about the download again. The download, 20 experiments to try in 2020, it is completely free. You go to stresslessladies.com forward slash 2020, or it's even in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. I've put the hyperlink there. It has the full list of the 20 experiments that we've just talked about, including like the Coles notes version of what we've just talked about. Then it has two pages of a values worksheet, which was your number one experiment. And then on page number five, page number five, you can print as many times as you want, or you can uh, simply copy the questions down. But it says experiment number, and then you put the number of whatever experiment you're trying, uh, and then list that experiment, you know, is it drink more water? Is it whatever it is? Then it says, I will run this experiment from date until date. Get really clear from the get-go. How long are you going to do it? Because if you don't set a time frame, it's so easy to be like, oh, I tried it for a day. Meh. (laughs) Like, I guarantee if you only try these things for a day, unless they are time-specific like a values worksheet, if you only try it for a day, you're not going to see the benefits of it. So set yourself a time frame. Try these things for a week. Try them for two weeks. Try them for three. Whatever you're willing to do, I will take. And I guarantee you will see benefits from it. So set the time frame. Then it asks, what are the obstacles that you're likely to come up against? Outline them. And then say how you're going to mitigate them. It's funny because that was number 18 on the list. So I'm training you early in it. Okay. Then the last part is a reflection. So once you've finished doing this experiment, whatever that experiment was, I want you to write what it is you liked about the experiment and think about like, how has it benefited you? Is it, are there things that it has changed in your life that have uh, been positive? Is your mindset different? All those things. And then ask yourself, what would you do differently? If anything, and maybe you try something and you're like, screw this, I hate it. That's fine. At least you tried and at least you've given it a solid go. And then the very last question is, if you plan on carrying this experiment forward, whether it's drink more water, get to sleep on time, whatever, uh, in order to make it a habit, I ask you what needs to be in place for you to be successful? Do you need to change something in in your environment? Do you need to ask for help? Do you need to get a little bit more support in different areas? Uh, Do you need different gear or whatever it is? When you know these things, it, it makes such a huge difference. Okay. Whew, that was a long episode. Usually my coaching episodes are like 10, 15 minutes. So this is an anomaly, but I think this is so important. And for those of you who struggle with resolutions, who get really upset at this time of year or frustrated because you just feel like, oh, I'm just going to fail again. This, you cannot fail at this. You cannot fail at this because it's an experiment. It's an experiment. Some experiments fail but they don't really even fail, do they, right? They just don't work out. And that's fine because this, these 20 experiments are about getting to know you. You are the only one who authentically knows yourself, but you have to reflect, you have to try things, you have to see how it goes. So final shout out, if you're wanting support in any of this, 
You can always reach out to me. You can email me, victoria at stresslessladies.com if you're interested in one-to-one coaching. Uh, I have absolutely, I I adore working with my clients one-on-one. We see such a huge change over a mere 12 weeks, really. And I'm your cheerleader. I'm the one pushing you. I'm the one helping you get to where you want to be. And I'm really just asking the right questions to unlock that wisdom for yourself. So it's incredibly powerful. I absolutely love you ladies in particular who are skeptical about coaching because I always prove you wrong, but it's exciting. And in reality, I'm proving you right because you, I know you can do this. You deep down know you can do this or you wouldn't sign up for coaching. If one-to-one coaching is not your bag, then uh, on January 20th, we are, like I said in the middle of the episode, we are launching our one and only cohort for 2020. So it's our second round of Stressless in 90 Days group coaching. It is such an incredible experience. You are in this virtual cohort with these ladies, cheering each other on with whatever your goal is in terms of stress reduction. Everyone comes to the table with something different. You all leave feeling more energetic. Uh, You've got tools in your tool belt to handle the stress that will inevitably come up in your life. And you are armed with the ability to go forward and make the change that you want to change. You have built, you build those muscles, you build those systems and it's such an incredible program, honestly. Amy and I created the program that we wish we had had uh, when we were going through it, and it's just getting better. So like I said, it's only going to happen once in 2020, and the special thing about Cohort 2 is that we actually have put in a payment plan as well. So if uh, the lump sum is a bit too much for you, you can do it in three payments to just make that a little bit easier on yourself. Um, but yeah, that's... That's stress less than 90 days, uh, or you can do the one-on-one group coaching if either of those are an interest for you. And if none of those are an interest to you, that is also fine. I just hope that you try these experiments. I hope that 2020 is all that you want it to be. I hope that this decade is uh, less stressful for you, full of more fun, full of more joy, full of energy. And if I can be any part of that, I'm just excited. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave it a rating and a review. I would so appreciate it. And honestly, anyone listening, I wish you all the best. Have a fantastic uh, day, year, wherever you are. I hope you take care. Bye.